because I lost a bet, I have to wear this Vikings jersey all week, and I feel gross. But it's an Aaron Rodgers Vikings jersey, so at least the Vikings know what it's like to have a quarterback. Nation, welcome to an episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Can't wait for the comments to read. Oh, but Kirk Cousins is doing real well this year. Grassy. And today we are going to be doing the week four power rankings. And as things are getting a little bit clearer, just kidding. It's absolute anarchy. The Chiefs are losing two straight games. The Buccaneers have been defeated by the Rams. The Packers are actually winning in California. What's going on? So we got lots to break down. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First on the Patreon side of things, we have Peter Brinkman and Ray Sharp. A big shout out and thank you to you both. And over on the YouTube side of things, we have Jacob Holstead. We have Cal 49ers PUP Brit Irish Lions. Seems like a lot of interests into one name. And we have reactions and stuff. A big shout out and thank you to you all. So yes, we're heading into week four in the NFL. And as we leave September behind, you start to see teams and their identities start to be solidified a little bit more. And y- y- you're getting bits and pieces of that right now. Favorites who are predicted to go to the playoffs or maybe not doing so hot. Teams that we never thought would have done well are 3-0 and right now, looking at you Raiders and Broncos. And so we're going to break down the top 10 teams this week. A lot of fluctuation going on in the power rankings. And a reminder that at 11 a.m. tomorrow Eastern time, Brandon Perna and I will be going live on YouTube for GPS. He's got his power rankings. I got my power rankings, and we're going to fight to see who's our better. So be sure to check that out. So starting off with number 10. I'm not happy about this, but I feel like I got to give props. I got the Dallas Cowboys somewhere. Scooter Magruder's ears just perked up. And, and here's why. No one wants to give credit to the Cowboys, and rightfully so, right? They call themselves America's team, but they're not representing anybody. Nobody. But last night, they beat the ever-living crap out of the Philadelphia Eagles, and I mean bad, and I mean real, real bad. And if you look at their record, they're sitting at 2-1. and one. They are far and away the best team in the NFC East, and is that saying much? No, that's like saying you're the one tire that rolled down the big hill of tires that was set to be burnt and you're just charred a little bit. So it's really not saying a whole lot. But you look at the quality of their opponents, they almost beat the Buccaneers week one. They were able to, with the help of the Chargers themselves getting 12 flags, beat the Chargers who are on this list, and they destroyed the Eagles last night. Ezekiel Elliott seems to be back, had two touchdowns last night, Pollard running well, Dak Prescott, playing mistake-free football besides that fumble in the end zone. And I got to say, it's a, it's unfortunately time to give the Cowboys props. Now, do I think that they could be playoff contenders? I am still a little bit concerned about that O-line. I am concerned about that defense, even though they were able to contain Jalen Hurts pretty well. Once they start playing some better teams, like the Buccaneers, who... The Buccaneers were very successful against them in the passing game. I feel like it's going to be a little bit tougher, but 
the Cowboys do have the offensive firepower to stick with these teams. And so because of that, you made the top 10. Number nine, you got the 3-0 Vegas Raiders. 3-0, another overtime thriller, this time against the Miami Dolphins. Carr, 386 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Barber, running for 111 yards and one touchdown. Just wait until Josh Jacobs comes back when he is healthy. This team could be scary. Defense playing pretty well. You know, Jacoby Brissett didn't look too shabby. He's a vet with Tua out. And I will say, the Raiders have surprised a lot of people. Their competition is going to get a little bit more extreme as the season goes on. They are still in a very difficult division. They will be taking on the Chargers on Monday Night Football, which should be a very good test considering the Chargers just beat the frickin' frackin' Chiefs. We'll talk about them shortly. But right now, the Raiders, you've done enough to stay within the top 10. You've had two games in which you were able to sneak by with a W. Will you be able to do it against a divisional opponent Monday night? Number eight, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> How the mighty have fallen. Ranking number two for the past couple of weeks, but now falling all the way down to eight. They're still in the top 10. But folks, this defense is bad. As first discussed on GPS with Brandon Perna, saying, do the Chiefs have a problem? Yes, they do. This defense is one of those defenses where your offense can't make any mistakes. And when your offense makes mistakes like Clyde Edwards, Allaire, fumbling, or Patrick Mahomes throwing two interceptions, now three in the month of September, it's going to be very difficult to win football games. And the Chargers were glad to say, oh, no, please win this game. We're just going to do what we always do, and we're going to blow this lead. But the Chiefs, unable to take advantage of that and losing this game, they go and get Josh Gordon. Maybe that's going to be another wide receiver that they can rely on because Tyreek Hill, five catches, 56 yards. Didn't do so hot. Kelsey was still racking up numbers, but as was said, they are kind of missing that other guy. You had Sammy Watkins, who was that speedster, and while he wasn't like godly or amazing, he was a nice alternative, and he would get a lot of looks, or at least teams had to at least pay attention to him because of his speed, and they've been missing that here. So the Chiefs, because of your defense, a little bit of trouble here. And Patrick Mahomes looking a little bit human, and that offensive line, which was supposed to be restructured and better built, uh, not so much. We'll see if the Chiefs will be able to bounce back. I still think they are a very good football team, but right now, there's a little bit of panic in Kansas City. Number seven, you have the third straight AFC West team, and that is the LA Chargers. You almost chargered it up. You almost did it. I made that into a word, and everyone knows what I mean. You almost blew the game. You're up 14-3 in the first half, 16 points in the fourth quarter, but Herbert, four touchdowns. He took advantage of the Kansas City mistakes. Defense played good enough. Even though, you guys, you got to stop getting touchdowns called back because of your stupid penalties on offense. But listen, Herbert came out, had a very, very good game after a not-so-great game against the Dallas Cowboys and looked a lot more like he did last year. Beat a very good Kansas City Chiefs team. There are definitely still question marks with the Chargers, but if they're able to have that balance on defense and offense. I think they are a team that can still go far. I think they will be contenders for that AFC West. And listen, if the Chiefs are down, like this is your chance to strike. So don't charger it up. Number six, 
You got the Cleveland Browns. I love you so much, Browns. I could just give you a big old kiss. Nine sacks on the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, who was heralded as the Lord and Savior of Chicago, in which I said, but wait, you still have Matt Nagy in that offensive line. And Bears fans are like, no, he's going to be amazing. Your, your time is up. John Cena, you can't see me. Well, buddy, Justin Fields <laughs> couldn't see nothing but grass because his face was in it. Man, one net total passing yard for Justin Fields, tied with Mitch Trubisky, who had one yard for the Buffalo Bills on this uh, this past Sunday. Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks alone. Insane. Complete domination in that second half. Chubb and especially Kareem Hunt rocking it. This is a good football team who just completely imposed their will on the Chicago Bears, and I loved every second of it. Number five, you got the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, this would have been a very different story if the Ravens lost to the Lions, which, again, hats off to the Lions for numerous reasons. One, you clawed your way back and actually took the lead with not much time left. And two, if you're still a fan of the Lions, Godspeed, man, because this is the most Lions way to lose possible. A 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker, bouncing off the crossbar and going in. Yeah, you can't get any more Detroit Lions than that. And I know Lions fans are like, it was a delay of game. It should have been pushed back five yards and you would have missed it. But unfortunately, the refs have not been so great. Uh, Lamar Jackson, speaking of not so great, wasn't so great in this game. 16 for 31, 287 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Sacked four times, which you don't really want to see. I will say, and the reason why the, the Ravens are still high on this list is because Hollywood Brown had like three massive drops, and those all could have resulted in touchdowns. So this actually could have been a blowout and not left to Justin Tucker. The Ravens wind up escaping Detroit with a win, but I think this is one of those like gut punch games that it's like, hey, <laughs> let's not allow that to happen again. Their run game really wasn't doing a whole lot this week, but I still believe in Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, enough for them to be in a top five. Number four, you got the return of the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. After taking a break on the top 10 because the Saints game and then the Lions, it wasn't enough. I was like, you gotta beat a real opponent. Oh, they did. And people might think, oh, well, this is homerism. You're putting up way too high. We were missing our starting two left tackles. No David Bakhtiari. No Elton Jenkins. No Zadarius Smith on defense. And no Kevin King. I don't want to hear any jokes. But the Packers still went in and only allowed one sack. And that pitiful pass rush got four sacks on a very good 49ers offensive line. Aaron Jones, 19 for 82. A touchdown. Devontae Adams gets knocked out of the game, comes back in. 12 receptions, 132 yards, one touchdown. MVS, three catches, 59 yards, one touchdown. Alan Mazard blocking his ass off, looking amazing in this game. And Aaron freaking Rodgers, man. 23 for 33, 261, two touchdowns. Led a 37-second game-winning drive for a Mason Crosby 51-yard kick, and it's good. And the Packers advance to 2-1. and one. The Packers showed up. And there was some garbage, and I mean garbage, ref calls on Sunday. And they still were able to overcome a win in a place where they have not had a lot of success and beat the San Francisco 49ers. I think that this was a gutsy win with a bunch of talent out, and they were still able to get the W. So the Packers, for me, are a top-five football team. They're playing the Steelers next week, which is a little bit less impressive after they get whooped by 
The kitty goes meow, Cincinnati Bengals. But we'll see if TJ Watt returns. It looks like their wide receivers are going to be healthy. It'll be a good test for the Packers to see if they can continue this run. Number three, you got the Buffalo Bills. After shutting out their opponent last week, they looked like they were going to do it again to the Washington football team. They were up 21-0, and then all of a sudden, a good play by Gibson and Tyler Heine Heinke. It made it a pretty close game, and the Bills were like, okay, honey. You're done. Held them to only seven points in the second half. Josh Allen. People have been wondering where he is. Well, there you go. 32 for 43, 358 yards, four touchdowns. Pretty damn good. Even got the run game going just a little bit. Emmanuel Sanders, two touchdowns. Cole Beasley had himself a nice day. This is the offense that Bills fans have been waiting for. It woke up against what was supposed to be a good Washington defense, but as they have shown in back-to-back weeks, Maybe their defense is not so great this year, but I will tell you, the Bills freaking fracking showed up and they won big. Number two, you got the reigning defending Super Bowl champs. Finally, not in the number one spot, the number two spot, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady threw for over 400 yards, was the Buccaneers' leading rusher with 14 yards. Yeah, that second stat's really not so good. Once again, the Buccaneers have no run game to speak of. Their defense, though, has let up an average of over 29 points a game. They're allowing a ton of yards, and Matt Stafford freaking destroyed them through the air. And boy, this team looks unbalanced as hell. That defense, which struck fear into the hearts of many, not striking a lot of fear right now. Right now, Tom Brady and that offensive pass attack is doing everything they possibly can to win football games, but they're going to have to put up at least 30 points a game for them to be competitive. Their defense has taken a step back. Now, again, it's only heading into week four, so I'm not going to make any grand statements, but they need to right that chip quickly because there are a lot of teams that could put up a lot of points, just like the Rams did this past Sunday. And uh, as the Chiefs shown as well, It's going to be tough to win with a lack of defense in this league. So finally, number one, the new number one in the power rankings. You got the LA Rams with an excellent win over the Buccaneers. Crushed them. That defense, pretty damn good. Of course, the passing defense, not so great, but run defense was great. Stafford, great. 27 for 38, over 340 yards, four touchdowns. Sony Michelle getting in on the action. Deshaun Jackson coming out of nowhere, showing he's still, still a deep threat. And Matthew Stafford even missed him a few times. He went for over 120 yards on just three receptions for a touchdown. Cooper Cup continued to dominate, nine for 96 and two touchdowns. And this offense was freaking fracking clicking. I, I, am, I wish I could see Cam Akers in this offense, but Sony Michelle is able to step up, like I said before, and get a bunch of yards. If they're able to develop a run game to support Matthew Stafford, they're going to be good. Their defense is already really freaking good, and they showed why they are Super Bowl contenders this past Sunday with a pretty damn great performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They should be impressed, and I think everybody in the NFC West has been put on notice. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think there should be anybody on this list? Like the 49ers, should they be on this list? Should the Broncos be on this list? They shouldn't, they shouldn't. But hey, maybe if they actually win next week, they could be. Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out PatCast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, Packers QB, Kurt Benkert, and I will be live on YouTube, so make sure you check that out. But folks, I'm Tom Grassi. Thanks so much for watching. And as always, Go Pack Go!